You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. For too long, the process of finding the right influencer for your brand has been endless, mindless, soul-crushing scrolling. And then once you find the one, they don't even move the needle. Well, Hashtag Paid is putting an end to all of that. They're the first matchmaking tool for brands and creators. With Hashtag Paid, the process is three incredibly simple steps. Build your campaign, pick from 10 creators, hit the launch button, and bask in success. Hashtag Paid is basically a dating service for brands and influencers. Instead of dinner and overpriced drinks, you'll get ROI and a partner your audience trusts. Check them out at the link in the show notes. So last night, my wife and I put the kids to sleep and she asked me for a foot rub. It was her birthday. I obliged. And one thing I knew about myself is that, you know, when I'm tired at the end of the day, whatever, I'm actually going to give a way better, way longer foot rub if I'm watching something I'm excited about. So I flip on Netflix and I turned on the untold story of the rise and fall of And One. Remember that brand, And One? If you're born in the 70s or 80s, like me, I was born in 86, you probably do. They were absolutely huge from like 1995 into the early 2000s. And then all of a sudden, they disappeared. But like, not like there was some big scandal that you heard about and then they just like died. They just kind of slowly faded into the background. Anyways, the documentary was awesome. It's short. It's like an hour. And any brand founder anyone trying to get your product out into the world can relate. So here are a few notes I took while watching in some of the history. So interestingly, And One was started by three guys. They met at Wharton Business School, UPenn, and spent more time playing basketball than in class. They just absolutely loved basketball. It was the only thing they're passionate about, and they really weren't good students. So the original incarnation of And One was just t-shirts and tank tops with basketball slang on them. They leaned into the trash talk culture. People would see someone wearing an And One shirt with one of these sayings, and they'd ask where to get it. So things spread quick, and they actually did a million in their first year, purely on word of mouth. And like so many of us, they looked around to see what the big brands were doing. For And One, they spent a lot of time thinking about Nike and trying to be like them, but in their own way. So they jumped into shoes, right? And just like Nike was doing, they pay professional athletes or they strike up deals. And one got their first athlete to wear them. It was Stefan Marbury. And it was going to be his opening game. He was like a huge draft pick. And he was going to be wearing the and one shoe. And literally on the debut, like right away in the beginning of the game, Stefan Marbury breaks his ankle wearing the shoe. They were crushed. It was horrible. And they immediately shut down the shoe line for the time being. But then other things started happening in basketball around them. Michael Jordan retired. That was huge. And then actually, if you remember, there was a big strike from NBA players. So the NBA wasn't even running for a period of time, right? So Nike was kind of like just on pause with their NBA stuff. And And One recognized they had this opportunity with streetball instead of the NBA, because streetball was kind of like this culture of hip hop and sports and and one didn't recognize it at the time, but this is something that they could own, right? So they ended up maybe unintentionally building a brand around the combo of merch, like products, you know, jerseys, tank tops, t-shirts, et cetera, and media, specifically 
and really only targeting the streetball community. And that's when things started to take off. They, they did this thing that was pretty cool. Remember VHS tapes? So they made a VHS mixtape of streetball highlights and up and coming hip hop music that was in the background. And it was like super exciting. It'd amp you up all these highlights of like crazy moves and dunking. And it was called the And One mixtape. It had the And One logo at the front and it just went crazy. So imagine this, they're handing out thousands of VHS tapes by hand, the team, they're just on the streets, they're in the parks. Imagine just like being handed a VHS today, <laughs> going home and watching it, kind of crazy. And distribution just took off. Remember, this is before the internet, before YouTube, right? So they're just walking around from basketball court outside in the streets to basketball court. It's amazing, really. And it just absolutely skyrocketed in merch sales. So they decided to turn it into the And One mixtape tour and actually go to different cities and replicate that same marketing loop, right? So they'd hand out mixtapes promoting the event. And the mixtapes were so good, they'd amp people up so much that those people, those basketball players in the streets wanted to be on them. So they'd literally show up in masses to the tour dates. And it kind of reminded me of like, almost like the paparazzi showing up when like, you know, Kim Kardashian's in a hotel or something like that. It's just like, it was a movement. And that was when the And One team realized it could just be so much bigger than they thought, much faster than they thought. And they leaned into a very, very specific niche, right? They weren't just like targeting anyone who wants to play basketball, right? Like Nike suburbs or seats or streets, right? These were just street ballers from inner city communities. It was a segment and path that they could own. They didn't ask anyone for permission. They just went for it. And that's what I loved about watching this show. And then the demand for the mixtapes became so hot that they realized it should only be distributed alongside a purchase of their merch. So free gift with purchase. And then ESPN pegged them for a TV show, which became a hit. They launched a video game, which was a hit. I could go on and on. Even if you're not a sports or appel brand, watch the Netflix special. You're going to learn a ton and get inspired with some fresh ideas from 1995 before the internet was what it was today. That's why I loved it. But here are a few of my, my takeaways. A segment within a segment is a great place to start. And one became so much more than inner city basketball merch, but starting super narrow and specific helped form who they were based on that initial target community. All right, next, influencer marketing has been around for decades and it works, especially what And One did with what I describe as micro-influencers and streetball, not NBA players. Anything that lasts 30 years isn't a fad. I kind of wrote off influencer marketing a couple of years ago, but it's real and it's even better if you can find your own spin on it. And lastly, if you launch a new product and it fails at first, it doesn't mean it can't be successful for you down the line when you have firmer footing and a stronger sense of your brand. And one launched shoes again, six years after the first shoe failed with Stefan Marbury. And the shoe line, the second iteration of it went from zero to 65 million in annual sales in 18 months before the internet, right? Just absolutely incredible story. It was super fun to watch. Of course, they go through the downfall of the brand as well, but I'll let you watch to see how it fell apart. 